Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Welcome back to the fringe of it. I can't believe it's taken till episode fifteen to just come up with such a simple intro, uh, but here it is. I'm Charlotte Jacqueline from Betty, and normally doing her bit would be Olivia, Liv Purvis, from What Olivia Did. However, due to some, not catastrophic, but a very hefty train delay, and I'm going to mention the company Virgin Trains, I normally really enjoy you, but um, it's my first week living in Lincoln, and it was my first week going into London for a day. Train was a little bit delayed, I was thinking 15, it was getting on 20 minutes, 70 minutes later the train arrives. However, the silver lining, I was trying to think of the word, the silver lining is that I can apply for a delay replay, a delay repay compensation. So yeah, that's very exciting. But that is why Liv is not recording the intro with me. We were recording at the artist residence in London and they very nicely gave us a room so that we could record, um, but we only had it up until a certain time and 70 minutes of train delay eight into that so we just weren't able to record it at the time so I'm sat in my office it's a Sunday morning it's probably a little bit echoey in my office I have just moved I've got the curtains up but it's not it's not doing an awful lot so I do apologize we have got some exciting things in the works I don't want to say too much but hopefully it means that we can put a little bit more money behind the podcast in terms of looking for a producer and getting better quality sound and all that all that kind of jazz. Um, so thank you for staying with us up until this point, uh, week 15. So we're over three months in, but we are learning every single day and we appreciate all your feedback. Um, everyone that's listening, um, we're, we're just bowled over that we can actually do this every week and look at expanding it and, and making it a bigger part of our weekly lives. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, what else have I got to say? This is exciting. I could say so much and live just, not about live, I'm not being rude, but you know, it could be like Charlotte Jacqueline's radio show. Um, I'm looking at a very nice bunch of peonies. I've currently got three bunches in the house. I think somebody needs to stop me. Um, they're all different varieties. What else has been happening? Yeah, not a lot really. You'll find out on the podcast. Um, So thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy this week's episode and we will be back together as two next week. Have a wonderful Monday. I'm hoping this is going to be uploaded on Monday. Come on, come on, Jacqueline, you can do it. Um, And we will speak to you next week. Welcome to The Fringe of It, episode number 15. Thank you.
you. I'm good. We're, we're together again. We are. Last week, we didn't actually mention, but that was recorded down the line. Yeah, so apologies for that, and apologies for the fact it was a little bit delayed. Um, bank holidays in us. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know there are no more bank holidays until August. Oh, I'm a bit disappointed about that, but I'm thrilled that the podcast will be going up at a set time. Well, I mean, a set day. Let's let's yeah, push set, the okay. time. Yeah, set set day, set day. Um, but we're in London today. We are. We're in South London, and we are in the artist residence, which feels very apt. I feel very creative here. Yeah, well, it's a boutique hotel for those of you that don't know. And swiftly after this podcast has finished recording, I really want to climb on that bed. It is so gorgeous in here. It's one of my favourite hotels. They've got quite a few around the country. They've got um, one in Penzance, there's one in Oxford, one in Brighton, and there's one in Bristol coming soon. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen that coming soon. It's very exciting. So I'm really excited. They've kindly lent us a room to record because it's a flying visit from both of us. So um, yeah, thank you very much for letting us record here. What have you been up to this week, Liv? Well, this week, I, I, I was trying to think about what I was actually, I've actually done. Because it's one of those bank holiday feelings where you just feel frazzled and you're like, what did I do last week? Um, did you go to the garden centre? I didn't. Very disappointing. Um, but the weather was so hot. It kept saying thunder all week. Where oh, was it? I wasn't going to come in here to talk about the weather, but I've got so much to say about the weather. Um, <laughs> because I feel like everybody's had thunderstorms, but... I've not seen I've not seen a thunder or lightning bolt. Do you know when you moved? I did take note. I was watching your stories, and I was like, "Why? Why is it sunny?" <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of this rain that people have talk, been talking about. It was horrific. It was real. Like I'm I'm a bit of a scaredy pants, but I mean that's no surprise. But I was really quite frightened about the weather. And on Saturday, we went to a barbecue, and on the way home, the heavens opened. Really? Oh my god! And on Sunday, and Monday, sorry, I went to a gig. And I don't think I've ever been so hot at a gig before. And I spoke to a couple of people that also went. And I literally, without giving too much information away, I felt the sweat between my legs. I was <laughs> dripping down. It was, I mean, that's probably a bit graphic. But I was, it's like, Quite I, had graphic. A, it's like I had a shower. Oh, okay, you're still going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What gig did you go into? I went to see Miles Kane. Oh, yes, yeah. How was he? So good. I love Miles Kane. He's very cool. Was he wearing a striking suit or was it a bit too warm? He was wearing a suit and then he was wearing a T-shirt. And then the t-shirt came off because it was oh, that warm. He, lo- he loves it. He loves it. He bloody loves it. But I, I did, I did what Charlotte would do when I was there because when I was at the gig, there were two people. <laughs> you laughing. I'm like, what would Charlotte do? <laughs> There's many things Charlotte would do, but one thing Charlotte would do is go up to someone if she recognised them. And I saw some two people actually I follow on Instagram who I think are really cool. Ah. And it's a photographer called Zachary Michael who is like oh, oh yeah, 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 Arctic Monkeys photographer and his girlfriend Lola McDonald. Oh. Who is so cool. And we What did you do? How did you how to slide in? Well, I saw them come in, we were quite near the front and they were quite near the back and I looked around and I was like, I can't go up to them right like right now. I've got a good spot. So towards the end of the gig I was really hot and I was like, I do need to go to the bar for a drink, obviously. Um, and I wandered back, and they were right near the bar. Me and Joe were standing there, and I said to Joe, I was like, should I say something? And Joe was like, do whatever. He said, you know, you don't, you're going to regret not saying anything. Mm, true. So I was staring at them for a while. And then I was like, I tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like... Tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> I was like, hello. Was... Oi, you nicked. <laughs> you can't win me, mate. Um, and I was like, oh, I think you and your girlfriend are really cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm a really big fan of your work. And he was like... 
oh, that's really cool. It's like, what's your name? That's why he's American, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, where are you from? Birmingham. <laughs> wow. Um, and he was just the most polite, friendly guy. He was like... <gasps> that, look, that's such a review from us. He was polite. He was so polite. He was like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, Liv, he said, what's your surname? And honestly, I was like... You know, I was, like, going to say Smith because my hair was such a state. I was like, no one looking me up. <laughs> <laughs> and she was this girlfriend of the best fringe, and she's just so cool. Do you really think that's the expectation I have of myself before I look in the mirror? <laughs> always, always. And I was just, yeah, but they were both so nice. She was like, oh, I really like your dress. And I was just like, <laughs> Keeping it cool, as always. Oh, I was... But like, you're glad you said hello, which so is the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's not nice to meet people that you like because it's quite embarrassing and then you think, oh, what if they're horrible? But he was so nice. So shout out to Zach. Your, your main man. <laughs> we're, we're tight now. I call him Zed. Z. Z man. What have you been up to this week? Um, well, I feel like I've lived a hundred lives, but also done nothing. Mm. So it was a bit, I, I don't know, I was thinking about it on the way here. So we officially moved, or I'd already spoken to you on, fr on the Friday, and we'd had our first night in the house. Yeah, we had. But then Jack went to Yorkshire for the weekend, while his friend ran 113 miles over the period of 30 hours. Wow. There was no sleeping. Anyway, so he was he was away, and then I went to Cleethorpes, which is where I'm from, and I had two 30th birthdays to attend to, and um, due to the hangover of the week before, I went to bed at 11 o'clock the first night, and half past nine. Wow, I was I was really anticipating a really wild one. I saw on your Instagram the bowl of coleslaw, <laughs> and I was like, that girl's getting no sleep. So I don't know if this is a thing, but Jack's not. No, Jack is from the south, and I'm from the north. And basically, my first five days back, Lincoln's kind of the Midlands, but Cleethorpes is is the north. I had coleslaw five days on the trot. Wow. With everything, because Jack doesn't understand why we have to have coleslaw with everything, but. We do, like Christmas Eve last year. We ran to Tesco because I all of a sudden was like, "Oh my God, guess what we've forgotten?" Jack's thinking the turkey, <laughs> the coleslaw because you don't have coleslaw with Christmas dinner. Do no, you? no, but for the evening, okay. there, for the buffet, the you know the turkey sandwiches. Okay, that's but there was fine. a bowl of coleslaw. It must have been half a meter wide, if not longer. It was huge. It was like a planet. Yeah, we ate it all. Wow. There was other things to go with the coleslaw. Wired on coleslaw. <laughs> Yeah, after, after eating that much coleslaw, I had to go to bed. So we did that, I and then you midriffed out. I was like, <laughs> I still can't get over it. I still, I'm not over it. Midriff, who knew? Uh, also, I wanted. I think we should mention also about um, the referendum. Oh yes, which happened, and when we recorded the podcast, the results hadn't actually come in, so we didn't want to tempt fate or get excited well I'd only just stopped crying because the amount I, I, I was a bit emotional but I can't even talk I was a bit emotional that day anyway after all the house moves and that well the one house move not the plural house move alright and um I'd been watching loads of stuff on Twitter, especially the people that were supporting the people that had flown home to vote. Yeah. I was just in floods. It was so emotional and I just I can't imagine like, it must be such a mix of feelings after Saturday as well. Yeah. Like, the relief, the kind of roller coaster. I'm so, I'm so happy for, for, the, for the result. And for all those people that had to, you know, campaign, knock on doors, and they were up against such opposition. Oh, and, the, and just the stories I'd read about. It was mm. so moving. Yeah. And just the celebration. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. I, now for Northern Ireland. Yeah, now for Northern Ireland. I think... Um, 
I think everyone had about one night's sleep and then was straight on the, the Northern Ireland. And on the campaign yeah. trail. Yeah, definitely. But I no, know. I'm thrilled. So inspiring. So yeah, I wanted to shout that out before we forgot because it really, I felt so invested in it. And yeah, I, you and me were WhatsApping or, or DMing on Instagram or Facebook message. She gets me on all the platforms. I get, I get her everywhere. <laughs> there is not a platform I can escape Miss Jacqueline. <laughs> um, let's move on to Teletalk. So this week I have been watching, well actually can I talk about what I left before, what I watched before I left the house? Yeah. So I went downstairs, it's it's about 9am to paint mm-hmm. the picture, Jack's watching on Quest, which was a TV channel I didn't even know existed, Quest, Ooh. and he was watching How Things Are Made. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Have we had a discussion about this before? Don't think so. Well... There was really boring things being made, like suitcases and bike wheels, but one, <laughs> they were making croissants, and oh my goodness, they turn out 50,000. Actually, you tell me what time frame you think a factory can turn out 50,000 croissants. Five minutes. Oh. <laughs> no, an hour. An hour. That's really amazing. <laughs> you you really peed on my parade there. I should have gone in with... Two days? Yeah, it was unbelievable. They lam- fifty thousand. Yeah, they laminated it. They chilled it. They uh, they did use margarine instead of butter. So I mean, mm. you know, but it was just incredible. Um, it, just an interesting tidbit. Oh Is that what's called a tidbit? No, a tidbit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I need to stop talking. Oh, on a postcard, please. That is remarkable, though. When you actually see how croissants are made, though, the butter. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't like a, in a tradi- in a traditional French bakery. This was in a factory, it's but it was. Butter in there. Oh, I know. That's why I like them so much. Yeah, I mean, that's why they taste good. Oh, it's not witchcraft. And <laughs> um, the other thing that. I have been watching is Arrested Development. Oh, I've never seen it. Have you not? You see, I was hoping you would have seen it because trying to explain what Arrested Development is about is so difficult because honestly the plot line is so complicated. Really? So we're on series five now. It's about a family called the Bluth family and they're the most dysfunctional family that you've ever come across in the world. They're American. Yeah. And they they basically... I didn't mean that because you said dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah, you just... (laughs) <laughs> to add to the to the plot telling. Um, and they owned a banana stand is where it all started. But they are absolutely just kind of, I, I guess it's, uh, what is the word for when things are weird? Um, weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Um, but me and Jack settled down because what we what we have started doing as, as well is re-watching series one of Glow. Because series two of Glow is coming I've back. not even seen series one. You've not seen series one of Glow. Is Kate Nash in it? Yes, she's okay. sensational. Oh my God. Okay, I feel like I'm just overwhelmed. Sorry, I've told you a lot of things there. I've just thought of things I need to share as well about TV, which is unlikely because I never watch anything at the moment. What, what have you been watching? Well... Well, actually, I've, the, the two things I was going to talk about are things actually I've not watched yet. Oh, <laughs> things to note. Well, one was a very British scandal, which is on Gogglebox, which I'm desperate to watch. I'm desperate to watch this. I've seen a lot of chat, but, you know, I did have to move Let's out. do it for next week. Um, second thing was Love Island on Monday. So, I, I've already missed, I've already missed it. Like, so let me paint. paint it's not started yet. Oh, it's not. No, I've not missed it. No. Oh well, on Twitter people were saying they were disappointed with the cast, and I thought, how oh no, I no, no. It? they've released the lineup. Oh right. Well, how can people be disappointed? Because they've done there's a video. They've also got an introduction. Right. Six I minutes see. long. Six <gasps> minutes each. No, six minutes for everybody. Oh right. Okay. Well, how can you get? Well, there's there's a lot of pictures being painted. Oh, Apparently, really? Danny Dyer's daughter's in it. She's also called Danny. 
Um, oh, well, that's good then, because basically last summer I just kept missing Love Island, and Liv was like, just, like, what is wrong with you? It starts on Monday. Okay, so I When was, this goes out. I went on Twitter, so it starts today. No, next Monday. Yes, today. <laughs> um, so I was on Twitter thinking, how have I missed it already? No, but it I'm starts not. today. It's just the intro. Yeah, don't worry, fear not. Okay, but yeah, Twitter's up in arms about it. It is exciting. I cannot wait. Well, I'm, I'm just hope that I can... I don't know, strapping for the for the long ride, because it is a long one. It's a long one, but it's worth it. Okay. Joe can get into it, anyone can. Okay, that's fine. So I just need to watch the six-minute video, that's all I need just to do. Just yeah, familiarise yourself with that. That's my homework. Yeah. And um, A Very British Scandal, what channel is that on? I think, oh, I feel like it's BBC, and a Hugh Grant's in it. Oh, is Hugh Grant in it? Yeah. Oh, I've not seen him since Paddington 2. Mm, I think, yeah. I feel like our podcasts are so repetitive, we just mention the same things every week, Paddington I, 2 again. Well, in that case, I'm going to talk about something I've never spoken about before, which Ooh. is something I watched at the weekend Do called it. Ibiza, the new Netflix film. Oh, Jack, Jack was slating this. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. I said, I watched the trailer and said, I, I don't even know if I can watch it. I basically, I'm the biggest fan of a chick flick. I am the I will campaign for a good chick flick yeah. until I die. Yeah, me too. Love it. And I basically had a sleepover. We really wanted to watch something really easy. I had the Princess Diaries in mind, the Parent Trap. Why did you not put the Princess Diaries on? I don't know. I don't know. Well, because this came on. I put Netflix on and it was the first thing that came up. So I was basically like, this looks perfect. It was the first thing that popped up on Netflix. And loved Gillian Jacobs. Loved her in love. Um, so I felt... You know. I didn't know that was her name. I was just going to call her Mickey from Love. Mickey from Love. But I was like, I love her. I think she's really cool. And um, in short, not a lot happens. Um, <laughs> the trailer did look did look a bit sketchy, to be fair. It was, I mean, it was very easy to watch. Um, I could probably start up in 30 seconds. I won't spoil it in case anyone... No, I will spoil it. Um, <laughs> um, she basically... It works in New York. Is asked to go to Barcelona for a work trip. Falls in love with the DJ... Um, after that they meet, and um, goes to Ibiza, because um, that's how it's called, um, and then follows him there, and that's kind of it. There's not even a lot of, like, like drama. It's not like the Inbetweeners movie, where there's, like... Lol a minute. A lol a... Yeah, it was a, it was, there was a few laughs. Um, there was also a comedian I like who was on it, who I haven't seen since, like, Mock the Week, um, and it was just really random. Do you know what I mean? It's like seeing a friend you haven't seen in ages, or someone from school that pops up, and you're like... Do I know you? And it was basically him. He was one of the friends that she went away with. And I was like, oh, it's that person from Mock the Week. Um, and yeah, that was it. I mean, it, it was fine. What would you give it out of ten? Four? Mm. Four or five? I'll only watch a six. Yeah, I mean, there are better chip flicks I've seen before that I'd rather watch again. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather watch In Between Us again. Oh, the In Between Us movie. So good. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, a bit disappointed with that. I was like, oh, Netflix have done a film for someone like me. And they just didn't deliver. That is a shame. It was a shame. But um, yeah, no, it was fine. It was a solid fine. <laughs> solid four and a solid fine. A solid four and a solid fine. So should we move on to shopping? Oh, can I talk about my app? Your app? Not, I didn't make an app. Oh. Um, but in a bid to become a better human on the planet, I confess, I drink a lot of water, therefore use a lot of plastic bottles. And it's something I've been meaning to stop. Um, but there's an app called Refill, and you can basically um, 
see where you can refill your water bottle, reusable water bottle, around London and the UK. Oh, wow. So today I have got my tin tin bottle, but I've had so many DMs since I mentioned it on Instagram. A lot of preps are doing it, um, a lot of, I think, costas um, and places. Lush, apparently, are a really great place to refill your water bottle. And in Neil's yard as well, apparently. That's good, in yeah. Garden. A bit niche, but... Um... Yeah, well, if you're in Covent Garden, it's good to know, because I have to kind of balance the ratio between, you know, needing water and needing a toilet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully, in all those places, you are able to use the toilet. As oh well. well, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. That's a whole other can of worms. But I could do a bespoke map to toilets of London. I feel like. Oh, I'm, I would love that. I think we've had, actually had this discussion before. Oh no, no, not not on the podcast. Just no, you. No, but personally. I feel like yeah. When I know where a good toilet is, I memorise that like I do the alphabet. Yeah, the one place you don't want to go is Marks and Spencers because everyone in town's going there. Oh no, no, no! Do you know what? If you can get in with some good hotels, know how to go to the hotel. No, how to walk into a hotel yes. with confidence yeah absolutely you've got to know where you're going do not hesitate at any point do not ask where the toilet is you have to go and know where the toilet and is and you have to walk with a purpose like oh I'm going to the toilet because I'm staying here wink wink <laughs> I just have a really weak bladder I wink, know this wink. is it sometimes yeah that's it I get a bit panicky if I haven't got access to a toilet so it's good to know <laughs> I totally agree with you so that um, I don't know if that falls into the TV or shopping category but I just had to mention it I think it's very cool I've, I'm really trying to cut down my single use plastic yeah me too um, and water bottles is something I'm just terrible because I'm because I drink so much water I'm constantly thirsty and it's convenient isn't it yeah and it just it's not convenient for the planet well yes yeah, convenient for your pocket and quickness but it's not convenient for longevity to our earth so I've got an app too and it is by Sally Hughes and Joe Jones and they have launched Beauty Banks okay yeah tell me more have you heard about this yeah but I'd like to know more okay so basically it's I think they were both discussing quite a lot the length of the waste and the excess of the beauty industry and just a lot of industries when you're sent things and you have so many things left over and basically what they're campaigning to say is that basically clean hair skin and teeth are right and not privileged mm -hmm. and just suggesting that like well personal hygiene is crucial for what they've said is their dignity self-respect personal pride and mental health which I totally agree with and it's basically they've set up a PO box so you I don't think it's PO well they've set up an address even where you can send things, so be that toothpaste, body gel, like body gel? Body, body gel, wash. what does one do with body gel? Oh, well, you'd like to know. <laughs> um, body wash, sanitary products, um, lipsticks, perfumes, anything um, to go to a home where people really, really need it. And I'm so excited by this because I feel like it's just been something I've really needed. Okay, so if you are someone that... I don't know, whether even whether you shop in like Superdrug and pick up two packets of pads instead of one and want to donate that, or even if you've got loads of little hotel minis that you've nicked. <laughs> I always think birthday presents as well. I mean, yeah. not, to, not to be rude or ungrateful, but sometimes you get birthday presents and they're lovely, but I'm very much a kind of, don't have like 10 of every product. Yeah. I just kind of like to use that product that I'm using. And then go on to the next Yeah, one. so, um, yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, so I was really excited by that, and I just wanted to share it, because I think if you, I don't know, happen to work in beauty or PR, or have loads of things lying around that do need a better home, that is one to note. Two very exciting deliveries came to my house this week. One was um, a package of saltwater sandals. <gasps> 
the best. Which I am so excited about. I got some pink paint, uh, well, I got a pink painting pair and I'm thrilled with my decision because I've been umming and ahhing about what colour to get for a year. Wow, and that's, a long, <laughs> that's a long time to make a decision. Well, I have the red and I have the tan and I was like, where do I want to go next? Navy? Oh, navy's uh, good. But I went for white and pink painting. Oh, but nice. pink painting, I'm, I'm overjoyed with. Oh. Definitely the right are decision. Are they comfortable? Some nice painted shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of sandals are just fail so far. Yeah, definitely. And then the other thing, which I did briefly mention, mention last week, was the House of Hackney and Other Stories collaboration arrived, which I'm wearing the blouse right now. I love now. it. And um, this actually looked really terrible on the internet and actually in the flesh. It's lovely. It's, it's a really gorgeous. lightweight, co well, cotton, kind of light linen, I would say, but the printing is like a blue rose print. Um, I really want to go to Italy and maybe kind of put some bikini bottoms on with it and drink a glass of wine while being on a sun lounge or somewhere. Oh, I can see it now. Um, on but the, a yacht. There's a, there's a couple of things that are going back. So the top that shows my midriff, um, the sizing was just ridiculous. Oh no, so that's, that's, a shame. that's going back. But that's fine. I, I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest. I think I was having a 32 life crisis. <laughs> don't, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Um, but that's that's what I've been doing. Not too much shopping because obviously I've been moving and, and not had a chance to be on the internet. To redirect your posts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a kerfuffle. Oh, don't start me on post redirection. Oh no, I've just done it. Is it is it a bit of a nightmare? No, it was fine. It's just you know, it's annoying. Yeah, I know. Um, they couldn't even find my flat, so how they're going to find my post to redirect to me? But anyway, that's another kettle of fish. <laughs> I'm just moaning now. Well, I haven't really bought too much. We've been actually shopping for wedding stationery, which, oh, let me tell you, it's pricey. It's not cheap. Are you going to, do you want me to come around and get some potatoes and we can do some oh, stamping? I, I think that would be afford, more affordable. Um, <laughs> I do charge quite a pricey hourly rate. Uh, okay, well, maybe not then. Um, I do appreciate the art and craft behind it, but um, it's... Were well, you not prepared? It, it does leave a little bit of a dent in the older. Have you, have you decided what you're going to go for yet? Not yet. We've, I've had to email a few people, get a few quotes... Um, and yeah, fingers crossed we're going to have some save the dates sent out soon. So that's really exciting. Shall we move on to this week's topic? Yeah, let's do it. So this week's topic is all about career journeys. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
So this week's topic is all inspired by a Twitter thread. And I believe it was started on Sarah Tasker, who is me and Orla's Twitter feed. And what she was talking about was how she basically got to her job today um, and her career history. And I, I noticed you retweeted it and, yeah. and then put yours. And I just thought it was quite interesting that we, you know, a quite interesting topic to discuss because everything these days is, is just isn't linear. Yeah. Um, so start with yours, with like your little thread. Yeah, so I found it really interesting because I love seeing how people started. And I know that when I was at school, knowing how people got to where they were was so interesting. It felt really inspiring as well because sometimes I do think, I mean, there were times where I was working as a waitress. I worked behind um, a slush puppy stall um, and popcorn stand in my local shopping centre. And everything felt so far away and so distant that I think sometimes learning where someone, how their journey progressed is so interesting. So basically, anyway, long story short, I started working, my first ever job was at this popcorn stand, um, and then I went on to be a waitress um, at an Italian restaurant, which I loved. I wasn't loved. For the leftovers. Oh, I loved it. I wasn't loved there. Um, I think I was too chatty. Um, and I didn't, I stopped getting texts back from my boss. <laughs> he just texted me and be like, oh, can you work tonight? Or these are the days this week. And then he stopped texting me. And I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, um, for being too chatty. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because the restaurant was really near where my dad worked, customers would go in to get their hair cut by my dad. And they'd be like, oh, your daughter served us. We actually put in a good word. And I'd never get the good words. And I was like, maybe I was just too chatty. Um, but I really did enjoy that. I liked talking to people, whether I know them or not. Um, and then I went into retail, which felt like the longest stretch of my career history, um, apart from what I'm doing now. But I worked in Topshop, I worked in Whistles, and I chopped and changed at university. But during that time, I also started interning. So I interned in a few magazines, some of which aren't actually around anymore, um, which is very sad. Um, and after that, I then went into freelancing, which I was juggling on the side of everything else. Um, so I did lots of things for different magazines and a couple of just social media bits. So I was, it was quite a few years ago, but it was all a bit of a juggling game. And I think plate spinning, or as Emma Gammon like, has now written about, multi-hyphenating. I know. Career. I wish I knew about this term, kind of, because I used to try and explain what I did, and people would just look at me. But now, Emma Gannon... It's a multi, what is it, multi-hyphen careers? Yeah. It's just the way she's redefined what was once called the slashy generation. Yeah. Which was far less sexy, I think. Yeah, the multi-hyphen, hyphen, please. Multi-hyphen. The multi-hyphen method. So Emma's book's out this week. I've not um, actually read it, but I will read it because I'm really interested because, yeah, I was like, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and people were just like, yeah, I'm bored now. Yeah, that's the thing, and I love the way that in her book she talks about it not being necessarily governed by the money, or, I don't know, it's a really fresh perspective on it, because I sometimes do think that there is a lot of emphasis on earning, and having a really lucrative, like, rich career, and obviously you want to earn, and you want to have choices, but I think actually doing things that make you happy and fulfilled is where we're hopefully heading. Yeah, I, I think so. I started off um, washing up, I loved washing up. I was really good at it. And more importantly, we got to pick the music. Oh, yeah. Um, that was £2.50 an hour. I mean, actually, I started on £2 an hour. And I went, remember when I went up to £2.50. That was a big day. Um, washing up. And then the shop floor. So my parents um, have a shop. So I, I started working for them when I was 
14, I think. I've definitely worked since I was about 13. I don't even know if you... Yeah, I'm sure that you can work now from 13. I think it is probably legally like 16. Um. <laughs> well, I started at 13. And then I worked in retail till I went to university um, in Lincoln for my parents. And then I had jobs at uni, so I worked for Lulu Guinness in retail. Who else have I worked for in retail? Topshop rejected me twice. I had to literally, when I went in, I remember there was a girl in my class and she was applying for Topshop. And we had very different style and she was a little bit more glam. And she was basically, she asked me, she was like, what are the trends at the moment to tell you know of? And obviously I had no idea what she was asking me for, so I gave her this really in-depth rundown, and we were both interviewing for the same job, and she got it over me, even though I basically told her everything she said in the interview. And then I phoned up, and I was like, do you still have my CV? And I really campaigned for that job. And I was like, hi, it's me! And it was so hard to get a job at Topshop. But it was so hard. It was really difficult. But I feel everyone I know has worked at Topshop apart from me. And I got rejected from head office twice. What? Um, so I did uh, retail at Lulu Guinness. Where else? I think that was it. And then when I graduated, I did a few internships. But one was at Ted Baker at their head office. And then because of my retail job at Lulu Guinness, that was my first ever job working in web admin Ooh. which was dull as it sounds webmin <laughs> webmin i don't know how to repeat what you say webmin which is actually quite a nice word to say mm. um and then i moved on to paul smith ben sherman which i think i've talked about before then to lecturing in digital marketing and then freelance jobs for various different clients from dog food to hairdressers Ooh. a social media strategy and then to and all this time I had Betty so I have, I've had Betty for about 10 years but it was a printed magazine format yeah. so mine's been really really messy and I don't think it's until the past year that I've really known what the hell I'm doing but I think that's reassuring because I think for a lot of times and actually this is like Joe and I speak about because I do think People worry that if you get to a certain age and you've not done the thing you want to do, it's cut off. And I really don't think that Joe was... I don't know who we were talking about, but Joe actually said that Alex Capano's from Franz Ferdinand... Oh, yeah. ...didn't actually release his first album, or their big first album, until he was about 36. Oh, yes. I... Hang on, hang on. Let me engage the brain. Engage, engage. A podcast... That's what I was listening to, a podcast by Angela Harkness, who is a business friend of mine. And episode two of hers um, is all about what would you do if you won the lottery? And what she's kind of, the point which she articulates much better than me is, you know, assess what you're doing now. And if you won the lottery, would you still do it? Um, and Amazing. I would still do what yeah. I'm doing now if yeah. I won the lottery. That's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and, and basically she was discussing all the people who had made it later on in life. Oh, wow. Um, I think J.K. Rowling's quite a good example. Yeah, she's a brilliant example. There's another actress, actually, who... can't remember her name, so do forgive me for this, but it's the actress that's in Luther. Um, I can't remember her name. She's brilliant, but apparently her first big role, she was, like, in her late 20s, early 30s, and I do think it says that you know, if you are doing something at the moment that you, you're not loving, it's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah, definitely. I um, I mean, if I won the lottery, I'd definitely have a month off holiday. I think that's very controlled. <laughs> Life off. I'd definitely have two weeks. <laughs> I'd have a couple... Of, I'd put it in with the boss and see if it got approved. So that's the thing, and I do think there is such a lot of pressure nowadays to be in a really 
I don't know a career that's going somewhere straight away and there is so much pressure. I even feel it and I'm doing what I love. Yeah. But you're always looking what other people are doing. It kind of always comes back to comparison, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it actually ties in quite a few um, subjects that we've discussed. But Paul Smith always did really ins- inspiring talks. Oh, he is so inspiring. He only opened his shop, I want to say, on Friday and Saturday. So he had a shop which was absolutely tiny in Nottingham. And he worked doing anything he could Monday to Thursday so he could open that shop. And I just, um, and now he, well, obviously he's Sir Paul Smith and he runs a multi, a multi, a multi million pound company. And I don't think, yeah, for years I've always had a day job, always had a homework, well, I call Betty my homework, but it was always my nighttime project that I went home to. Some days I could be bothered to do it. Um, and some days I couldn't, and that would be the honest truth. But that got done um, just by like little scraps in here and there, you know, sending emails when I was on the loo. Yeah, and, that, um, and that's the thing. I think sometimes it's recognising that your side gig doesn't have to, excuse me, <coughs> be your full-time thing either. You don't have to make your full-time project. That is the thing. Me, me and Charlotte used to discuss this sometimes, my old business partner, and we used to say, yeah, what is the tipping point? Do you want your hobby to be your career or actually are you quite happy with it being your hobby? Because sometimes it, it keeps it pleasurable. It yeah. keeps the passion there because you don't feel obliged to have to put pressure on yourself to do it. Like, And I think that's the problem sometimes. Even when I, I feel so lucky that I can do what I love as a, for a living but sometimes there is that pressure and it makes me look at the whole industry in a different light because I'm like, oh, but people aren't doing it for the right reasons and I'm doing it because I really love it and it's a hobby and sometimes that's quite difficult. Yeah, I think um, I think there is a lot to be said for keeping your hobby, I don't know, what's the word, ring-fenced? Yeah. Is that is that the word? So. Um, but then, uh, you know, on the other hand, what would you do if you won the lottery? Would your hobby become your become your main job? Mm, it's very interesting, it's a very good to- Good question. Maybe actually. that should have been the topic. What would you have done if you won the lottery? Oh, I think we should discuss this. Well, maybe it depends on how much you've won. Because mm. if you've won 27 million, are you going back to work? I don't know if I am. I think you would. But this is what I said about the Rolling Stones and retirement. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how rich is Mick Jagger? And they still keep on going. But you need a passion. You need... You need something, something to get out keep, of bed in the morning. Well, that's the thing, I think, whether that's a hobby or... That's the thing, like, not everyone has the luxury to do their hobby or what they really want to do full-time. Yeah, they've got, you know, mouths to feed, well, that's the roof thing. over their head to keep. And I have this chat with my mum, because I know she always loved the idea of going into like, midwifery and things like that, and you think, no, but she's never had the opportunity to do that. Mm. So you think... Actually, it's very easy to say, like, I mean, you see all these quotes, like, just do what you love. Like, what would you do if you just... And it's very easy to say all of those things. But in the grand scheme of things, how can you balance a passion with a career if your career, if your passion can't be your career? Yeah, I think sometimes just having it in the back of your mind, and you know how I am about manifesting, even if you're just taking tiny baby steps towards that thing, and then if you look in five years' time, all those baby steps adding up... I think that's it as well, like when I look back, I did an interview recently about my university journey and leaving and dropping out and how there were so many hurdles to get to where I am now that if I'd have looked back or told Liv 
of like six years ago when I didn't get into London College of Fashion. Don't worry about it. Also rejected from London College of Fashion. I'd just, like to, uh, oh, just like to say that. That makes me feel so much better. Topshop and London College of Fashion reject. I felt like my world was ending when I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, me too. But if I went looking back, I was like, actually... So sliding it, doors, isn't it? It's so unpredictable. And you think, if I had have gone, would I have been able to intern? Would I have been able to write my blog? Would I have had time? Would I, would I, I don't know, it's just so... I wouldn't have met Jack if I... Gone to London. It's so bizarre, isn't it? We met it? in Kent, so, you know. It does make you really think, and I do feel there's a lot to be said for actually having a bit of hindsight and looking at... Oh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Sorry oh. to interrupt you there, but hindsight is literally my best friend. It's one of life's rich tapestries. Oh, <laughs> you're so wise. I know. Every week I'm like, there she is with another quote. Another quote. And um, I would like to uh, put it out to the Facebook group, um, Career Paths. I'd like to... Maybe we could start a thread. I'll put mine, you put yours. I would then... love that. I've seen some really interesting ones. Already when people have introduced themselves, I've seen some fascinating careers. Yeah, I don't think ours are actually that interesting because they're almost fashion and, and yeah, service related. But I, I don't feel know. like there's some really great careers. Every now and again, someone's like, oh yeah, I used to be a farmer and, and helped birth calves into the world. And I'm like, wow, actually, <laughs> like, that's the thing. I feel sometimes so, like like stuck in my little tunnel vision that I forget that there are so many other things going on so I'd love to know yeah. and I find it really inspiring and I do think I wish I'd spoken to more people when I was growing up about all the, their career journeys because everything felt like so unachievable like how do you become like a full-time stylist or how do you become like I don't know a record producer but I bet all of them did it as well stylists maybe but as a side hustle to yeah. start with and I think it takes years. My mum started out as a hairdresser and then ended up as a as a boutique owner. Um, she, and she was a dinner lady in between, worked at nightclubs. My dad started out as a footballer, then was an engineer, and now works in ladies' fashion. Wow, yeah. My dad my dad trained to be a fireman. Didn't make did, it. Did he? Yeah, he was, he was trying. He was, like, packing a lot of swimming. And then... Wow. <laughs> that's the opposite, but all part of the training. But he didn't do it, and now he's a barber. That's amazing. So, yeah, very interesting. We are going to wrap it up. Um, it's been nice to be together in real life. We've had a few microphone issues, so we do apologise. We promise we are working on the sound. Um, we're speaking to a couple of producers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know if we can afford them, but um, hopefully we'll just find the uh, instruction manual for the microphone. And <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful if we knew how this worked? Well, we do. We do. We Today we did everything like we normally do, but it just isn't doing it. We're getting there. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Hopefully. Don't drop off. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. Um, and as always, please do review and rate us in iTunes as it helps for other people to find us. It really helps. We really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. And uh, and also, as always, go and join the Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it. And we'll see you next week. See you there. Bye. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.